it's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk SIF today and every day this week. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. So, with the introduction, wait a second, someone's missing. Murray. Where's Murray? Murray. Oh, he's working today. All right. So, with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on Sif style again. Super duper Alice Cooper. Well, before we jump into Sif, we got to do some plugs here. So, first thing we're going to talk about, which is coming up October 1st for everybody, is all the horror which is an amazing podcast event that's happening for October. There's going to be tons of podcasters, and each one's going to have a nice horror theme for this month of October. So check out all the horror 18 at Twitter and Instagram, and go on the charity that we are supporting with this event at scaresthatcare.org. So please check it out. We also got a quick promo to play for our buddies at Weird Distractions Podcast with Christy and Alex. So please have a listen and check them out. Do you often find that you need a distraction from everyday life? Do you like true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and other weird, dark tales? Well, tune in and turn up Weird Distractions Podcast, where we, your hosts, Christy and Alex, bring you a weird distraction to help you get through the work week. Every Sunday morning, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, and more. So, grab a snack, get comfy, and make sure to lock those doors. Need a distraction? We got you. I don't know about you, but I love weird distractions. Like, super weird. The more super weird, the better. Mm. Let's get down to some bunk. Mother funkin' bunk. You know what this song kind of makes me think of? Shiva baby. Shiva baby. Shiva baby. Because it kind of sounds like the intro to Seinfeld and he's Jewish. And he's Jewish, so it's Shiva baby. Fair enough. What do you think about Shiva baby? Mm, yeah, it was a movie. Hit me, baby. Shiva uh, baby well, style. I've never been to a Shiva, but you know, it seems like a lot of fun. If yeah, you're... exactly. They know how to do a wake. I tell you. Like, like go, what went on at this one? Um, there were some laughs. Um, there were some genuine laugh out loud moments. Loads. <laughs> More moments. Uh, I am curious if this film, you know, packed with all the Jewish stereotypes for laughs would be as, you know, offensive to some. I'm thinking no, but I don't know because I'm not Jewish. You can't make fun of yourself. How can you make fun? Uh, there you go. Start yourself and work your way out. Having said that, this was entertaining. Um, I also found the camera work was actually pretty impressive as, you know, there were a lot of people in that house and it was weaving through them. Like, yeah. <laughs> really quite impressively. Thank God this wasn't made during COVID. <laughs> so, you know, um, had some great lines in it. I'm going to steal one here. I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about a few, but the, the one that stood out for me was, you look like Gwyneth Paltrow on food stamps. <laughs> And not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, <no doubt. laughs> it was so good. Um, sometimes it was funny. Sometimes it felt a little awkward. Sometimes it was uncomfortable. Um, it was always felt genuine, though. Um, it was pretty solid comedy, all in all. It was a meh. Worth a look. So after reading the intro for this, I'm like, bisexual? Jewish? Sign me up. I'm in. I, I love this Jewish family dynamics and all the inside jokes 
that the parents had with this. It was it was so funny, and I have quite a lot of quite a lot of Jewish friends, and it's I'm sure they were if they hopefully they see this uh, in the future because I've seen these things happen in real life. So very stereotypical. Literally every Jewish stereotype was, was, put in into this, this. was in this movie. So uh, it's funny. A friend of ours who's also Jewish recommended this. There you go. So there you go. Um, uh, first off, say cheaters are dicks. Okay. So just remember that Totes. cheaters are dicks. Uh, I really enjoyed the great inside quips and phrases. Dialogue was quite great midway through the story i started to feel it did drag a little bit plus the characters kind of changed their positions a little too often i found within the story uh which felt a little bit what i would say quote unquote convenient for the story to move along um very dry very 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 i can't say very enough times dry sense of humor throughout most of this like bone 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 dry which i i love that type of humor Big issue I had during the movie, and it's it's just one of those really things I pick up on because I don't know anybody that doesn't lock their phone. I don't so even, I don't. I know this doesn't apply to you because I'm speaking another language right now. Fancy yeah, but I don't know. You can lock them. Like, yes, with a password. With a password. So, with a password. Yeah, so that people can't. You so can't it's not just like a combination like here, lock. Try and get into my phone right now. You can't. Well, how can I not? It doesn't have a lock on it. I can see it. Okay, go into it. See if you can read my private emails. See? It's not doing anything. It's because it's locked. But that's. But then I don't know how to work these things. Yes, so. but see, you're the only one on the planet that doesn't have one. So the, another time they show this, there's this moment where her friend gets into her phone. And I was like, they kind of didn't do that can't for you, a little bit. Can't she just forget to lock it? She could, but it automatically locks after a certain amount of time. What? Because guess what? People put things like their online banking passwords and things in there. Now you're just talking sci-fi stuff. Yeah, it's pretty Phones sci-fi. Just it's just automatically locked. I know. <laughs> sure they do, Jim. <laughs> yeah. If you know, sometimes Bryce lives in the 1800s. There's a reason why he loves period pieces. I can tell you that. Uh, so yeah, I had a bit of a problem with the phone scene. There, uh, there. I had to. I just had to get that off my chest. All right. Um, no one, not even Canadians who are very trustworthy, don't lock their phone. Mm. The ending in this film was fantastic. Like, you're wading through all of this this family dynamics, but the end deserves a lot of credit because, you know, most times movies can make or break by the end. The end of this was fantastic. Gets a, a quietly funny stereotype Jewish shiva. Three's Company, I'm going to say, type mishap, meh. Fair enough. There's a bit of Three's Company in there. There, there definitely was. <laughs> Favorite line. Yep. You're bringing me a lot of misogyny for a future women's rights march organizer. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was a great, great line. Anyway, worth a look. Uh, I think this obviously... Actually, we stream this, so yep, people, you can go stream this everywhere. Stream it anytime. So it's well, well worth a look. At, Sing, at what is si- it? Uh, SifCalgary.ca. Sifcalgary.ca. Yeah, and um, you know, the funny... The interesting thing, I think, is for me, maybe I find this interesting, everybody else doesn't care, but I'm not a huge fan of comedies. So I want to put that out there right now because in future, you're going to hear how much I hate comedies. So I'm just reminding people, the fact that I like this is a bonus. Bonus. Which is a good segue to our next film, which was kind of supposed to be a comedy. I guess. Maybe. I could tell that they were trying, they were trying, I don't know, I guess maybe... Were they trying too hard? I don't know. I don't know. They weren't. It wasn't hard enough, in my opinion. 
the, so the situations yeah <laughs> were wink wink were kind of could have been funny i guess yes maybe if it was condensed down into 23 minutes and yes. made into a sitcom sitcom yes uh so again i'm putting a prequel here now just because i didn't like this movie and perhaps bryce also didn't like this movie perhaps but uh, it doesn't mean that other people aren't going to like this movie because a friend of ours actually saw this film and they actually truly enjoyed it. So take the word for it. If you're not a fan of um, situation comedies like me, then you're not going to like this probably. But if you are, you might love this. Uh, here are the things that I liked about this movie. It's called The Outside Story. I like the Asian lady whose line is always, sucks. She's right. Angry sandwich sandwich making, Norwegian sex party, and the sweater, mm. which inspired me today to actually wear my most favorite sweater. And that's about it. First, no, like I said, I'm not a fan of situational comedies at the best of times, and only like them when they are original, original, cleverly written, and well done. This one had none of those things. Way too many convenient things with non-essential shots to emphasize obvious points like where he puts his keys at times. Every character is a one-note cardboard cutout uh, that has no depth whatsoever. They could ha not even get a great performance out of Asia Kate Dillon, a.k.a. John Wick supervillain. Pretty much... Yeah, everything in this movie, other than those three things I listed, were not my favorite. Huh. This also got a deep, penetrating, polyamorous rage. But then it just ended with a dry hump Norwegian not funny rom-com rage. <laughs> but either way, it's a rage. Ever been cheated on? Response, probably. That was the famous oh, yeah, favorite that line. That was actually pretty good. That was a good line. That was That's the one good. One. So I take that back. There's four things I liked. That one line and those three other things. So either way, they added up to a rage. Yeah. yeah. I can't really argue with any of that. Uh, dude dude gets locked out of his apartment. Uh, you know, he meets all the zany characters that live in his neighborhood. I guess that that was the point of the movie that you know you got to go outside your house and meet meet all the people around you instead of locking yourself in like a hermit which mm -hmm. like, that's what sort of what he was doing I, yeah I, i'm trying to i can't get the enthusiasm up for this because it was just so boring <laughs> it was just it was not good um this is a comedy i think maybe the prerequisite for a comedy is that you know it's supposed to be funny and it it, it wasn't funny we laughed once remember you you, you mentioned that i'm yeah. thinking maybe it was the I line think that I was listed. that line that you just said yep. yeah um so yeah uh, a comedy that's not funny makes for you know an excruciating 85 minutes rage <laughs> <laughs> now okay i just want to point this out that as a director if you have the concept within your film to have a Norwegian sex party and you can't make that funny? There's there's uh, a message being sent here. If you're going to have a Norwegian sex party, have a Norwegian sex party. Yeah, or make it at least funny. And it wasn't. It was neither. Yeah. And who doesn't want to see a Norwegian sex party? I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. I don't know. So, at the theaters, yes. we got to see three bangers yesterday. We did. We saw... We saw Whirly Bird. Whirly, 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 Whirly Bird. Yes. Now, Whirly Bird... Is something. 
It's a movie. It's a documentary it a that documentary. takes place in Los Angeles. So unfortunately, this was uh, in cinema only. Yeah. And this is actually its only showing. No. As far as I know. So unlike the uh, others that we're going to talk about today, they all have a a um, another showing a, or an encore. Um, yep. This one did not. Um, this was a doc about LA reporters Bob Turr and Marika Garrard. Um, lots of footage. Uh, of events that occurred in LA shot by this couple. Um, a lot of footage. Um, we had the LA riots to the, the OJ Bronco chase. Those are the major highlights, but with a bunch of stuff in between. I uh, kind of split time between the personal life and the famous footage that honestly, as you watch this movie, you've probably seen 90% of it. Yeah. Um, I thought it kind of lost its focus when it was kind of toggling between their personal life and the footage. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure that I think they should have touched upon one and focused on the other, and I don't even really care which. Yeah. Because um, it's obviously, uh, a, uh, you know, with him transitioning and everything, it, yeah. was, it was definitely, you know, that was an interesting that was story. Enough, yeah, in, they could have just itself, told that story. But we didn't get enough of either, so yeah. I, I think this just, you know, I, I know I, I've said this word many times in this review already. It needed to be more focused. Pick, pick a subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, and then I probably would have cared more. And that's the thing. I probably should have cared more. And at the end of it, but none of them I, were really likable. I think that's why we didn't care. Like, but Marika's still, character didn't get to shine yeah, through. That's probably true. And they um, were kind of focused on Bob pretty much for the whole thing. But I mean, she was thrown in there. Maybe cares the wrong word. I should have been more interested than I yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it still was a compelling story. I just didn't think that they focused on Brought it, it enough. Across. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So e- either focus on the you know the, the the footage that you can't look away from, or focus on the the human aspect. But uh, they, they split it in a way that it just wasn't effective. Either of them wasn't effective for me. Having said that, there was a lot enough crazy footage in there that was definitely compelling. Um, still a cool story all in all. Um, of these people that you know kind of started running around with a camera kind of almost like paparazzi <laughs> yeah they were to being to flying around in a helicopter and just expanding their empire um i liked it i didn't love it it was meh breaking news yes transgender revealing talking heads coming to a theater near you i did not love this film yeah i found it a little regurgitated or mm. as as a friend of mine once compared my listening to Tracy Chapman, a greatest hits package of news or slash home movie production. Like some found footage, which as soon as you say the word found footage, I kind of lose interest. Some of it was horrific and terrifying. I mean, the scene that they showed of the LA riots where those guys pretty much almost killed that guy that was, was horrifying, horrifying to watch. I think it was a story worth telling, but personally, I found it very draggy at parts. In fact, uh, I looked at my watch thinking there was like maybe five, there should be about five minutes left. And I'm looking at my watch, I'm like, it's only been an hour in. How is this possible? Where's, how did time stand still for this movie? Felt it um, became a little repetitive and much the same throughout the story. It was just kind of like, okay, we get it. Here's another clip about this. And there's another clip about this movie. And then they just kept throwing in him being abusive to her. But it wasn't like they didn't. 
And then it, whole movies of the kids. And yeah, and it was kind of like, I don't care about seeing your kids. Like, I'm glad that you had kids. But, I mean, it, it wasn't, you're, to your, you nailed it with your point, which is this wasn't focused enough of a doc. And, you know, to compare this with the human factor, which we saw the other which day. Which was ultra-focused. Which was ultra-focused and ultra-amazing. This was kind of like, ah, hey, here's our life. We made a, ho- a couple home movies, and here, now you can enjoy it. They made more than a couple. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally that was the thing. They basically said their entire lives was on on, on, video, on video through the whole thing. I I see the news every night, um, so I don't necessarily watch the, need to watch the news again in a, a film. Gets a mm, okay, meh. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't love it, but I liked seeing. Let me say rephrase this. I like the fact that they were who they were for us. Yep. But I didn't I didn't really like this stock as much as I, I was hoping I would. Fair enough. But it's a man. Yeah. And the then, Faja. Yeah, then we saw The Father. Don't yeah. confuse it with Father, which is another film. In we're there, going to be seeing. Which we're probably <clears throat> going to see today, actually. Maybe. No secrets, but maybe. Maybe, definitely. Yeah. Pro- most likely, probably, maybe. Yeah. Um, The Father. Uh... I tell you, it had a quite a cast. <laughs> and then do I'll, I need to say more? Let me take. Do you want me to take over? Is that your and uh, pass the baton? Uh, go ahead. All right. So <laughs> it's funny how my first thing is. This was a cast that any director would have wet dreams about for the ma- remainder of their life. Like the the actors in this, are, every single one of them, and I, well, we won't list them all down because you got IMDb. Which is probably not listing the most important one. I might mention film. a few. Sure, go ahead. That's that's your job to list names you can pronounce. So so these are some of my favorite actors um, from the British film industry, and it to me every single person in this film was flawless. Aside from Anthony Hopkins, a little bit I was a little bothered, and I told you this yesterday with his performance at the beginning of this film i personally didn't feel he got his sea legs in this in this role as it went and maybe it was intentional because of the situation that was happening but that was the only thing i saw as a flaw in this um so anthony hopkins descent into dementia was amazing the whole decline of his psyche through this i felt was super super fantastic um, but as we watched it, I felt through it, I wasn't loving this movie. I liked it a lot. And even when we walked out of it and I rated it with the end of the, the film, this is the one that I'm giving away that afterwards, I haven't stopped thinking about this movie. Mm-hmm. So to me, um, it, perhaps it affected me more than I thought it was. And to me, that's a real measurement stick for whether something gets that Mondo. I thought that I didn't also like the end, which could have potentially destroyed this film. And it, I think it did retract from it. But why I think I'm changing my rating from Matt to Mondo on this was because I haven't stopped thinking about how well the director did that decline into dementia. I really got involved with every scene other than the six minutes of the end and the first five minutes of Anthony Hopkins bothering me, the sandwich that was in the, the meat, or I should say the tofu tofurkey that was in the middle of that sandwich, I loved it so much, and I'm still thinking about it. It's making me want to call my parents, which I often never want to do. Huh. 
So I was going to give this a meh, but I am retracting that meh, and it's getting a mondo. Gets an amazing cast. Great depiction of dementia. Mando. Right. Mando. Well, it's getting a Mando. It's a Mando. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it quite as much as you. I think maybe I did, but I didn't get swayed at the end. I Perhaps the ending I was enough to help. I to haven't you. been thinking about it since I've, you know, got out of it. Even after thinking of your dad? No, not really. Okay. But there's there's no correlation for me between this. He didn't have dementia. And, you know, so. Yeah. Um, with casts like this, you know, Olivia Coleman, Imogen Poots, and Sir Anthony Hopkins, um, this had little chance of not being a good movie. And it was a good movie. The acting was top-notch. Olivia Colman was amazing. Her facial expressions and body language uh, was just... It, it really made you yeah. feel the anguish that her character was going through. <clears throat> um, she didn't even have to say anything. Nope. And you could just... Oh, it yeah. Just, it, it just permeated off the screen. It was crazy. Um, she's such a good actress. Can I just add one point? Yeah. Just to pause you for there so you can continue to think about this. Mm. That would normally something that would happen in a movie. Yes. That could potentially push you to a mondo. It could. I'm fighting for this. It I'm was, fighting for this mondo. And and her performance was mondo. Yes. <laughs> but here's that's the been thing. enough for you to give mondos away before. Oh whatever. <laughs> Go uh, back and listen to 17 of our H podcasts. Hopkins and the rest of the cast were solid. Um, you know there there really isn't a weak link in there. This was a heartbreaking story of a man being overtaken by dementia. However, it didn't break my heart. I felt I should have felt more than I did. This movie had an award-worthy performance from Olivia Coleman, but it takes place in a movie that's meh for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, acting... Once again, proving that I have a black heart. <laughs> I wouldn't say because I, you know what? At the end of it, I how you're talking about it is how I felt. I felt meh after seeing it. I didn't think I, I to your point, I felt I should. But apparently, after sleeping on it and waking up all morning thinking about it, I'm like, apparently I did. Maybe hey. it was because my lack of sleep that I have not had. Maybe I'll wake up next week and, and change then my rating. Like, Holy to cow! <laughs> I've got it. We've got to do a separate podcast for Bryce to do. Stay <laughs> tuned. Okay, well, something I know we both had the same p passion for. Yes. Was? Possessor. Baby Cronenberg. Baby Cronenberg. Love him. Brandon, my boy. My boy. Uh, should I go? Yeah, man, yeah, baby, right. take it. I'm not going to say much about it because I'm just, I just feel like it, I'm just gushing and I just, it's almost embarrassing. You can't even get your words straight. You're so, so gushing. Brandon creates a visual. What do you think, Charlie? A visual feast. Oh yeah, Charlie Horse is here with us today. What do you think? Hey, Charlie. He's a man of little words. Charlie, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop bugging Charlie Horse. Uh, <laughs> Cronenberg has quickly become a master of creating unforgettable images. His style is just so provocative and unflinching. You leave this movie knowing that you just witnessed a piece of cinematic art. Cronenberg takes another step forward with the writing as well. Um, 
I don't know if you, you saw Incision as well. Yeah, yeah. And the writing was solid in that, but yep. the, the writing go, goes to another level here. It's he's been progressing. Yeah. Like he, since his first film. Well, there's that's the thing. This is his second film. I mean, he's done a bunch of shorts, but yep. Another guy that could go on that list that I was raging about that took eight years to come out with another movie, but I digress. Um, this was just a really well written thriller. That in combination with his superior direction makes a movie that is absolutely mondo. I can't wait to watch his next movie. And uh, I hope that I don't have to wait so long for another Brandon Cronenberg film. Yeah. Um, uh, ditto? No. I um, yeah, You're getting more detail, I'm sure. Uh, a little bit. I'll say a little bit. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge David fan. So I felt... And we talked a little bit about this actually back, maybe it was with Colby uh, or Brenda when we were chatting with one of them earlier in the week about whether or not uh, we felt that that Brandon was going to be channeling his father. So totally channeling David on this film. As I got, came out of it, I was like, what? Uh, it had so much beautiful slow pacing that Cronenberg Dada builds uh, like in so many of his films. Film had a, some draggy parts in the film, but the weight was made so worth it by the amazing little gore treats that were left for us. Like a deranged Easter bunny leaving delicious bloody chocolate eggs all through this film. Right up until the end of the film where, um, for me... It could have teetered, like for me, because of some of the dragginess, it teetered a little bit, I don't want to say totally, but it, it was, the ending for me was going to make or break this for me. If not, the not ending, Yeah, I know. But for me, it was because I did enjoy this. I was enjoying those crunchy little nuggets of eggs that was left for us. But I wasn't, I wasn't like full, totally convinced. The, the ending, this is one of those movies that for me, if they fucked up the ending, I, it was going to a man. But they didn't. They did not. The ended delivered in a huge, huge way. Brandon, you are one fucked up dude, and I love you for it. I can't wait to fall in love with the next generation of Cronenbergs. I hope you're having babies right now, because if they can hang by you like you would probably did with your dad, I cannot wait for every single thing that you have to produce coming forward. Gets a joygastic, kill-your-own-son, Cronenberg Jr. Mondo from me. Nice. And for those who haven't seen this yet, there's there's scenes in this movie, and you said it back to Colby. You said, I can't wait to see this movie that I'm never going to be able to unsee some of these scenes. And I don't exactly. know why you said that. Because I knew. But this, this is what's going to happen in this movie. He, I'm clairvoyant. Like his dad... And I'm going to bring back one of my favorite horror movies, The Brood, yep. which you've got creepy little fuckers in. This one, it's like near the end, and the end is is killer. It it moved it from a... I, like, I really like this movie to the ending where it's like, this movie was fantastic. Didn't do that for me. It moved it from Super Mondo to Super Mondo. I know, but that's because there was so much walking. So much walk. There was so much walking. But like I said, it, it always delivers kind of like, oh, come on. Like, there's nothing really super awesome happening, but the, the little threads that were being planted in this giant gory chocolate egg 
pops up on the screen later and there was like, okay. nothing but super awesome happening. <laughs> Every frame I uh, fell in love with. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, I guess and that's it we've got for today. What? He's only six movies away from being on our undoubted list. That's true. Actually, you know what? I thought he made nope. I thought he made another film. Nope. He was he was involved with a bunch of his dad's. Didn't he films. direct Antiviral? Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? That's yeah, that's the only one. That's he, the only one? Yeah. No, yeah. it was eight years ago. That's Is why that I'm eight little, years ago? Yeah, it was like 2012. Maybe he's just had money make. Okay, can you start making more movies there, Brandon? Yeah. What the hell, buddy? He's made a bunch of shorts. Bryce will write you a check next week. You can you start go. working on your next project. I'll give you an upwards of $2,000 for your next movie. There you go. <laughs> Brandon, contact us. At for film rage, two grand. film rage Calgary at gmail.com or go on our website, filmrageyyc.com and send us a note. But, if I, give you, you but if I give you the two grand, I expect a movie in the next two years. That's right. Well, he's working on two things right now, so maybe you'll get it. All right. Okay. Well, that is it for today. We're going to talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Raid crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography. Be at Leonard Conlon Photography. Leonard, you owe us some pictures, so let's get together, brother. Uh, thanks to Merman, who will catch up with us this week. He's away today and tomorrow, but he'll be back for Tuesday, Wednesday, well, I guess Wednesday, Thursday, Friday episodes of the podcast. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Bramble, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and check out our website, which I've already listed, but let's say it again at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this raging blast for our listeners, so please comment often. Please tell us a bunch of stuff. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. But whatever you do, please make us rage. Please, please check us out tomorrow when we're going to be talking about some more stuff from SIF. And until then, rage on. Rage on.